Welcome to the Powercast with Charlie Johnson. I'm one of the world's leading fitness and transformation coaches. I'm going to be providing you with the tools to build your ultimate body and mind. So, absolute pleasure today to have uh, Craig O'Sullivan on the podcast today. So, we actually, funny enough, met in person and trained, funny enough, in uh, M13 in Marbella uh, in the heat of the summer. Um, and where are you at the moment, then, Craig? Uh, just out in Dubai, currently sitting in a Starbucks down on JBR, which is like the beachfront. Yes, it's uh, I'm, so, I'm, 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 so things have changed a good bit since we last met. <laughs> I did, the, mate, the world, my world's changed the last two weeks. Uh, I actually had a men's health article just go live about an hour ago, so like that's a life goal just ticked off. Uh, so, boxes get boxes getting ticked on both sides of the continent here, so mate, I see, I see, you've got to raise your game, got to raise your game. Um, so, like, to anyone who doesn't know who you are, Craig, give you a bit of a brief run through about how you started, where you're at now, and then like your like your past, as it were. Yeah, sweet. So, pretty much, um, got into the gym as just kind of like a pastime, um, and then a pastime turned into more of like a passion, and then from there, I generally am after converting it into my actual job. So, pretty much, I have. Um, I went to college for four years, got my bachelor's degree in business information systems which is pretty much e-commerce with computer languages um, and was absolutely miserable in it. Um, I think literally I mentioned it several times to you when I was in Marbella. I, I just kind of started on the front to move into the boy. Um, and like that, I just, you know, I tried it and I completed it. Got, got my like first class honors or whatever in it and um, was kind of proud of, of accomplishing that. With that being said, um, I, w- I just genuinely would have never been happy in, in that place. So then pretty much to cut a long story short, um, I have um, a, a rather decent Instagram and quite loyal following. So I said, look, I'm going to try being a coach. Um, my girlfriend, Kiki, um, was already doing it. So pretty much she just kind of gave me the push and said, you know what, like commit to it, do it. And um, you never know where it can lead to committed to it and thankfully got an unbelievable response. Um, now I'm currently coaching people like all around the world. Um, so I'm asked, like genuinely like speechless as to how like grateful I am for the position I'm in. Um, so much after the time then that we had just, we had just met, I just got my, um, fitness model pro card in April. Um, so like that I was, uh, took a holiday or whatever, um, went on a burger frenzy, just training and eating and <laughs> getting, you know, getting back into the love of gymming after like, like intensive dieting and stuff. Um, and yeah, pretty much then that's when, when we bumped into each other. And since then moved from Ireland, um, packed up my bags, currently living here now with my girlfriend and, um, yeah, absolutely loving it. And from your side of things, obviously, uh, competing was a big step in obviously your development. What's your biggest positive and negative from the experience? Again, like a lot of people are like, you know, when it comes to the positive, oh, you know, like you must really have um, have respect for for like kind of competing and things like that. And completely, yeah, I do. But genuinely, I have such a better outlook on life after competing. Genuinely, it's, it's so strange because people always think, you know, I'm trying to like hype it up or make it dramatic. But your outlook on life is so dull when when you're getting to a place where like you're depleted, you're training every day, the one thing you love is starting to kind of be the one thing you hate. Like I remember um, like on one or two occasions, I genuinely broke down into tears before I had to go to the gym um, in the last kind of two weeks of my prep and stuff. So it brings you to a place where you start really 
looking at what's important in life. Um, like pretty much I remember I competed the week after Easter Sunday and I just remembered eat, like on Easter Sunday, all I wanted to do was like sit down and have a dinner with my family. And like before this experience with, with prep, like, you know, I would have been like, you know, oh, I'm too busy. I'm, I'm doing something like, oh, you know, I, I can't break my diet for one split second. Um, and generally at that time, didn't want to treat me. I like, didn't want chocolate. I didn't want anything. I genuinely just wanted to sit down with people that would support you. Um, and that I knew supported me and just, just have, have a meal. It, it was the, the strangest thing, but it really gave me a way better outlook in life. And it kind of brought me back to like, again, like you, can, you kind of get in your head that you're, you're, you know, you're advanced in the gym and things like that. But when you're, you go into something new again, like competing and you're on the, you know, you're, you're on the, 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 the photo of it. Yeah. You're at the, you're at the bottom of the pile again. And you're like, Whoa, I got, there's so much I can do. It really, again, gives you that extra respect like respect for anyone you see coming into the gym you know like i often see people you know they'll often make a joke about someone who's just joined the gym or something but like mentally what they're putting themselves through to come in there is is outstanding um and that's why like genuinely i'll even find myself now i would have always helped people or whatever you know if someone kind of goes oh man can i get a spotter you know how could you do this exercise but now like i'll go out of my way because i know what it's like to be in that uncomfortable position where i don't know what's happening um to go out of my way now to help people to, and you'd be surprised some people like, okay, you get the odd person who, who, you know, kind of doesn't want your help, but like nine <laughs> out of 10 people will be like, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, you know, this is, this has made my day. So it really, really like in a strange way, it's, it sounds really like I'm speaking about it negatively, but it gave me such a positive outlook on just kind of like a newfound respect for kind of life or like Joe, those things you just take for granted. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, so it was a, again, people are always like, oh, you know, they, they expected you to say like, oh, I loved being shredded. Like that was the best thing out of it all. But no, it wasn't like it was the kind of new outlook that I got through competing. Um, and it's kind of what made me so hungry to go back. But again, it's a real kind of sense of accomplishment. And like that, again, it, it's, a, it's a new challenge like that. You know, like you're at the bottom of the pile, you got to make your way up there. You're no longer kind of feeling like a top dog. You're feeling back down the bottom and it's kind of a a reality check for you. So that's kind of been my biggest thing I've taken from breath. Yeah, I'm so agree with that. I think for me, like the first time I competed, the biggest change for me was like my mindset and it made me almost feel like mentally and psychologically bulletproof that I could, like if you can function when you're physically and mentally fucked and you get used to that for a while, when you go back to normal life, the world is a breeze, like it's a dream. Oh, that, my man, it, it, it is ridiculous. Like I, I um, again, I didn't make things too easy for myself. So I decided that I was starting my online company. Um, I was doing my final year exams and I was competing. So I set up my company two weeks before um, I officially like stood on, stood on stage. Then like that four days, four days, no, sorry, three days after I competed, I had like my biggest final exam. So, so like I literally remember coming off stage um there was uh, kiki had competed as well so um we both turned like pro on the same day so it was like a really really good experience and uh, my family and uh, one of my buddies was with me um and you know like that night we went had a feast got you know whatever went to mackie d's got some burgers did whatever and i remember the next day getting on a flight and coming home and being and going straight to the library and i was just like it was so strange because i just had food back in my system you know i, I wasn't stressed it was like whoa this is I would have been so much more stressed but due to the fact that I put myself under the strain of like getting competition lean competing and then coming back to do my exams when I finally kind of was in that place where I was a day out for my exam instead of being stressed off my head 
kind of being back to normal and having my food back to normal and everything like genuinely then made those exams actually nearly easier for me because I had my head so screwed on. Um, but like that genuinely, because people go to me, they're like, All right, whoa, man, like, we're, like, could you not have done a different show? Could you, have, you know, uh, like maybe waited a year to compete? Did you really have to put like it on within the same week of your final exams? But like that, man, um, much like yourself, when I get something in my head, that's it. Um, I wanted to go for it. I knew that like down the line that like getting myself my fitness model pro card would be, you know, a big step in terms of my coaching. So like that, I, I was always prioritizing becoming a coach over my degree. Um, so like that, that's kind of just why I went and did that. No, I love that. I love that. And I think it's one of those things that in life, I think you need to push yourself to extremes at some capacity at times. Because then when you've pushed yourself to the extreme, like whether it be physically or mentally, you know how far you can go and you know you've got higher gears there if you need it. And it's the same thing with training. Like I trained with a group of clients, um, and Paul, I know, will be listening to this, uh, who were shred eight runner-ups uh, about a week or two ago. And he said to me, oh, do you ever go through the motions? And like, I just trained with him in a session. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that session we just did there, I was going through the motions. But that was like the hardest session he'd ever done. He was like wrecked. But it's all like, it's relative to where you've pushed yourself before and like intensity in life, whether it be in the gym or with it be in the workplace or mentally generally is a skill you have to learn to be able to push yourself to those places. And that only comes yeah. with like time and like being around the right people. It, it's mad, man, because like if someone said to me like, Oh Craig, you're going to go dieting and you know, you're going to do a bit of cardio and um, you're going to be crying about going to the gym. I'd be like, what are you on about? I'd be like, no, I'm, I'm strong minded. I've got this, I've got that. But it was actually nearly, I nearly got to a place where I felt so strong-minded that breaking down about something like that had the opposite effect. Like, as in people are like, whoa, you must have been at your point of giving off. But it was genuinely, I was like, whoa, I've brought myself into such a dark place that everything from this is kind of light. You know, like it, it was in the final kind of stages of like depletion and stuff like that. And again, for someone who doesn't compete, they're like, whoa, this guy is a little bit gone in the head. He's, uh, he's starting crying before he goes and moves a few weights around the place. Um, but no, like when you, when you bring yourself to that place and put yourself under that pressure and you know, like you'll never think you're kind of good enough or whatever. And then from there on then, like you were saying, everything is, what would you say? Kind of like you really prioritize things in your head and know what's important. And it's just ridiculous how, like for me competing for my first time, you know, like I, I was nearly losing my head. I was like finding it really hard. And then like I was talking to people that were like, oh, you know, this is like my sixth year competing and I did three shows this year. And it's just, again, like it's like that person that you were training, did, like that session to them was so immense, yet come back in another six months or so and you could put your, them through the same session and they'll breeze through it. So it's all kind of how you adapt. Oh, 100%, mate. It's just, and again, it's having that positive growth mindset and being willing to take the risk. Like I was still an estate agent in February this year I was just featured in Men's Health, an article about me as like one of the world's best online trainers. Like, like a lot can change in like a short period of time. Like it has done for you. Like if you have the right mindset and the work ethic, and you're yeah, working completely, and like variable you have to control. And you know what the thing about it is, is like I had someone literally it was just today say to me like, "Whoa, man! Like you know, I see you're like like a workhorse. You know, you're you're working this time. You're up at this time. You know, you're staying up late for like clients back at home or whatever." And I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm enjoying doing it. Like I would." feel under so much more pressure to be working for someone else nine to five and not chasing my dreams as to stay up late and work that extra bit and graft that extra bit 
for my own business, for my own kind of mindset, for my own growth. And like, again, like it really, like, you know, yourself with coaching, like people are like, you know, coaches often put up things and they're like, you know, it's so rewarding, you know, when someone like say physically improving is fine, but like I've tried to like really, really mentally improve. And you're like, whoa, I'm so happy I could help this person. And people are like, are they just saying this due to the fact it looks good on their Instagram page or something. But like, you know yourself, Charlie, from like, from coaching people that the like improvements you see even in people mentally, never mind physically, the physical part is quite easy. It's really watching someone who say had like an eating disorder, like start to function normally again, or someone that like, you know, was unfortunately extremely overweight or something bring their weight back down to a place where they're like, whoa, I feel comfortable with myself again is the real rewarding thing. And like, that is, that is kind of what drove me to into coaching and into kind of wanting to be better. I know that like that, I like, I'd be hoping to be at the say, like, you know, to someday get a feature and be like classed as one of the leading coaches in the world, just like you've successfully done. Um, but like that, man, it, it's because you love what you do. You know, if you didn't love it, then you simply wouldn't put the effort in. And if you don't put the effort in, you're never going to be consistent. And if you're not consistent, you're never going to succeed. So it's, it's as simple as that. It's one of those things as well. Like, you know, it's the same for you. Like I absolutely love what I do and I'm so passionate about it that I will never ever, I work every day of my life, but I will never work another day in my life. Yeah, ex- completely, man. Like people are like to me, like, Oh, do you know, do you not ever text your clients and say, you know, Saturday is my day off. And I'm like, absolutely not. Like you are, there as a support network mentally physically whatever it is you've got to be there 24 7 and like that people are like whoa that sounds really strenuous yeah it would be really strenuous if you were you know doing something that you hated and like every time an email came in you're like oh no here we go whereas i get an email and i'm like such and such a client oh that's brilliant they've they've smashed this week that's great and then i give them their updates give them a little voice note via whatsapp or whatever it is and then I continue on with my day. So again, it's like, it's like I'm never at work, but I'm always at work. The same as you said there, like I'll never again work a day in my life, even though I work every day. <laughs> it's, it's my favorite. Someone said it to you the other day. I don't know why it really pissed me off. I took it the wrong way. They said to me, are you not working today? I was like, are you having a laugh? I was like, do you understand like how much I've already done? It was like, I don't know, like 8.30 in the morning. It's like, I've probably done yeah, more work today than you've, you'll do this week. Like that, that, That's the thing, man. Like it was even like um, in the, so I'm training in literally, um, funnily enough, I was going to sign, sign up to Warehouse and you text me going, oh, are you joining up to Beanos? <laughs> I, I, I hadn't even heard of Beanos. So I went, hey, it's the place. Right, I'll, tr- I'll, try, I'll try this Beanos place out. <laughs> I know of like a year long membership there, but funnily enough, anyway, after signing up and the whole last, um, so I went, uh, they, behind the counter there, they do like, you know, meal prep. So I come in and like, I'm in at random points and kind of in, in the first few weeks I was there, the man working behind the counter, he, he's, um, I don't think really understood the concept of online coaching. <laughs> so like one day it could be in the gym at 12 and another day it could be 4 p.m. Another day it could be 10 p.m. And he's like, oh, like if on a day it'd be an early, he's like, oh, you're not, you took today off. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I have not taken today off. I'm like on my phone while I'm training. Like I might be in the gym early due to the fact that I've got calls all that night. If, I, if I'm in there late, it's because I've been working all day. You know what I mean? And it's like, because again, I'm not, you know, no one has sat me down with a computer inside an, an office space and I'm not miserable. They're like, whoa, you're not working. And I'm like, yes, I am. Like I'm sustaining my entire life based around something I love. And like, again, the whole, like, the more I get into coaching and the more I'm enjoying my actual life, the more that cliches and the things I used to roll my eyes at are now becoming more like, whoa, 
whoever first like coined that expression knew actually what they were talking about in comparison to you know people are like ah you know that person's living in a fairy tale and you know whatever but it's really not like as in these cliches of like again like the one like I work every day but I'll never work another day in my life like you know that it doesn't get much more cliche than that but at the end of the day that is the only way I can explain what I'm doing out here with my coaching um and like that again it's the same with you man like you were saying there that you put it like you know that person that you like oh you're not working today and you're like I've done more work than you probably will all week and it's it's probably true that's the thing about it and it's because again if you were doing something that you hated man would you be putting in that work rate would you be putting in the hours would you have the same passion for it absolutely not like if I was sat at a computer doing coding for Apple I can guarantee you I'd be counting the minutes to 5pm every day you know like hiding inside in the bathroom at quarter to five eating my pre-workout <laughs> you know, you, you know sounds like I mean? you've done that before craig you, you know the tactics um it, it may be a tactic that went on during work placements but uh <laughs> we'll we'll leave that for another day that's cool so um, obviously talking about obviously your journey and like living your dreams and like leading yourself out to dubai like that that's just like a bold move that a lot of people would be very afraid of and I think like that in itself is very inspiring because obviously you're a young guy, you've moved to the other side of the world, it's a completely different culture. How, how old are you, Craig? Uh, 22. <sighs> mate, you may feel old. I'm 30 in like three weeks. Um, you've ruined my life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyone who's like sitting on the fence about making a change or doing a big move or like you feel like you've done a uni degree or anything like that and then you have to see that through even though if you know it'll make you unhappy, what, what would you say to them? Man, I... Luckily, I'm the type of personality I have. I've never been a person that sits on the fence. I, I like really commit to things, which <laughs> has got me in trouble a few times. But like that, it's it's led me to where I am. So if you're a person who's sitting on the fence, I want to be the person to push you over, push you over that fence and get you over it. Because like people are like to me, like whoa, you're so young to be doing this, and I'm like, why do I have to? You know, do I need to have several fuck ups before? I can be successful or do I have to, you know, lead a life of kind of like, oh, you know, I waited and waited and waited. And uh, I, you know what it actually was, man, was I, um, I remember starting the gym and I remember uh, I'd say I was maybe in first year college and um, my parents knew I had an exam the next day and uh, I'd come home to study. But anyway, that was fine. 10 minutes after coming home, the car was, was, was left, left my yard um, and I was gone to the gym. And I, I came back after maybe two hours and they were like, you, like Craig, that's, it, it is great that you like being fit and that you like the gym. But like your, your exams are your degree and your degree is what's going to support you for the rest of your life. And I was like, I just remember saying, and I, I, to this date, I always quote to my mom, I go, I said to her, I will never work a normal job in my life. And she, at the time, I think they were like, what are we going to do with it? Yeah. <laughs> but like they were just like, what a disaster. Um, but because I had the passion for it, I just chased it and chased it and chased it. And again, like, is this, I don't know if this is good advice or not, but it's what I did. I remember the night before my final exam, I was inside the gym training because mentally I needed to tick those boxes to then go home to study. You know, I couldn't put off going to the gym. And I think, again, it doesn't have to be the gym. It, It can be anything. It can be genuinely whatever it is that you're passionate about. If you just put the time into it, you will become good at it. You know what I mean? Like I didn't just naturally rock up into the gym one day and start having perfect form and, you know, knowing exactly how many reps, like I took a lot of dropping 20 kg dumbbells down on my toes and a lot of, you know, kind of embarrassing moments where I didn't put a clip on the weights and they all fell off to, to kind of get where I got to. But 
that's what it takes. And it's just because luckily enough, I've always had like that support network from my family to, to, to do it. Like I remember my mom saying to me, like when I was, again, this was say four years post the, the events where I told her I wasn't going to have a normal job where I said, think you're going to Dubai and, you know, setting up my business and, you know, maybe should I, should I get a job? Should I, you know, um, work for two, three years, maybe have more money in my savings and all the typical stuff that, that people will tell themselves to come out of a situation. You know what I mean? It's not true. You're, you're, you aren't living in a reality there. You're living off a possibility. So like, you're like off the possibility that you'll fail. You then won't go and chase your dreams. And again, it, it's nine out of 10 people aren't scared of chasing their dreams. They're scared of failure. their dreams being a, being a failure completely, man. So like that, the only way you're going to find out, unfortunately, is just chasing it. And like, I remember we, like we landed here um, like the 11th of August or something. Genuinely, we, we, we flew home from Marbella had like, um, I think two weeks or something like that. Um, and flew, flew straight out here. Like, man, that is, even what I mentioned earlier, you, you had to tell me the best gym out here. You messaged me and you're like, oh man, you're going to train in Venus. Hadn't even ever heard of Venus. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know where it was coming to. I didn't have, like, but I just had committed to an idea. And then luckily like that, it doesn't have to be like, say, your boyfriend or girlfriend or partner or whatever in this case. But for me, luckily, Kiki is a very driven person as well. So, you know, every step of the way when I had a doubt, um, she would reinforce the idea to my head whenever, and like, and vice versa. So that, you know, there was, there was never, one of us was always on the front foot for the other. So it's like, you need someone that will kind of pull you along and that can be a sibling, that can be a friend, that can be anyone. It, it really doesn't matter. Um, cause people are always like to me, oh, you're lucky, you know, you have Kiki or whatever. But like at the same time, um, you, you met my brother Keelan, you trained out there. Yeah. I had the support of him and my entire family as well. That, like they were like, just go do it, Craig. You, you, like, we know you. You'll be miserable if you don't. So it just shows, as lucky as I am to have, have Kiki as my reinforcement, and the same for me to be her reinforcement, I also had that coming from my family. And again, um, like that, it doesn't have to be family. It can be friends. It can be whoever it is. But you have to do something that'll make you happy because the amount of people that I meet, and they're like, whoa, you're so lucky at 22. You know what you want to do. And I was like, well, yeah, but I also you know, went through four years of being miserable in college and you know like i'd be under the table watching youtube videos of like training when i was meant to be look, learning about like python the computer language and you're like i just knew i shouldn't be there so if you're in a situation to cut a long story short that you think you should not be in then you shouldn't be the second you doubt it you need to leave you know what i mean like it, it's much like it's control of the situation it, it, Exactly. People, people never look at um, their career as they do anything else. If it, like, you know what I mean? Someone comes to me and goes, Craig, should I follow my dreams and go to a different country and chase a career I want? And they, they seem so confused that if they came to me, they were like, oh, you know, like I'm going to, I have to leave um, a certain relationship because it's not, it's not good for me anymore. Yet they have the common sense to do that. But when it comes to themselves, the, their biggest enemy is often themselves. Like they can spot what's holding them back in other people. But a lot of the time it's what's within a person themselves that'll hold them back. Um, and complete, like that was just pretty much something that I came to the conclusion of. And again, if it was just down to the concoction of trying to set up my business, trying to juggle competing and then trying to juggle a degree and finding your exams that gave me that kind of eye opener or whatever it was, I just knew that I wanted to be happy. And again, like 
I ask you this question, Charlie, like what, why did you quit real estate to become a coach? Because I didn't, I didn't love it. It wasn't what I wanted to do. Like same as you said, like I bit work and I'll be thinking about was training and like nutrition and because that's what my passion is about. And whatever you're passionate about is what you'll be most successful in. And that's the deal. Exactly. And that, that's the thing, man. And like that, people are always like, oh, you know, I can't take Craig's advice or I can't take Charlie's advice because I don't like I don't like the gym. And you're like, it is for anything. Yeah, Absolutely. You, you like anything. Pokemon, like. You can make a living like doing Pokemon podcasts. Exactly. Like, listen to it. Like, there is people. There's people out there being paid millions and millions of like dollars each year in America to play video games. It's crazy. But like, so like, so, like why can't if, why can't you why can't someone else do it? You know what I mean? Like, and again, like you were just saying about Pokemon. There is people that literally specialize in like trading Pokemon cards like oh, mate, for money. So so you and yet you're gonna sit. Someone's gonna sit there and tell me oh, you know, I can't chase my dreams of whatever it may be because, you know, it's not realistic. And you're like, well, you know. It's only like realis- you- not realistic because you think it's not realistic. And if you don't believe in yourself, then why should anyone else? Exactly. That, that's the thing. And like, it, it, again, it's so easy. Again, I always say this to people. It's so easy. Me, I'm sitting here now. I'm sitting in Starbucks. You know, I've got my work platform in front of me. I've got my clients. And people go, that's great. And it's something I disagree with sometimes is that like very, very, again, and I'm not saying that I am a very, very successful person. I'm saying when, when very successful people sit down and say like, this is why you failed or, you know, this is what you need for success. When things work out for you, it's very easy to say that. You know what I mean? But like it took me, it took a lot of luck for me to end up where I am as well as hard work. You know what I mean? I know people working just as hard as me that, that unfortunately aren't as lucky as I am. And does it, is it down to their work ethic? Not at all. It's just down to... You know, it's 60% effort and nearly 40% luck that just things fall into play for you. You know what I mean? Because um, often you'll see people making quotes like, you know, this person failed because they didn't do this or they didn't do that. And the person may have worked 10 times harder than anyone else. It just didn't work out for them. So like if something doesn't work out for you once, don't take one knock as a complete fall. You know what I mean? Just kind of go, okay, that route didn't work. There's always another route and then go down that route. And just see where it see where it goes because I know for a fact if I didn't you know if every time someone told me that I shouldn't be coaching or that I needed to you know get a reality check and stop going to the gym and all these things I'd be back in Ireland and I'd be miserable um, even down to things like because I'm passionate about it I'm making more money than I would in a job out of my degree simply because I will put in the work I will put in all the hours I'm passionate about it. So I'm getting good results because I want to get good results. And then that gives you a good reputation. And then eventually that leads to you getting a feature in a magazine like you're after getting, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just a snowball effect. And it's like, I'm a big believer in karma. Like you do the right things to the right people and, like, and you work relentlessly at whatever you want to achieve and the right things will happen. So Yeah, completely. And I, like, I, don't, I don't believe in like, you know, what's meant to be is what's meant to be. I'm the same as you. Like, I really believe in kind of karma. And like, what you put in is what you get back. So like, you know, some, there's no point in sitting there and not trying and saying, ah, if it was meant to be, it would be it'd meant to be. And like, you're like, no, you can't say that. Like, how can you say it? it's meant to be? Because like someone else isn't going to come in and do it for you. So you got to work yourself. So it's completely what you put in, how you treat people and what you do is what's reflected back on you. Um, and look, it might take, you know, people say a snowball effect and they imagine that the snowball is coming a hundred miles an hour down the hill. The snowball may be coming at like, one mile an hour but it's still coming you know what I mean it's still moving 
Yeah, no, I, I couldn't couldn't agree any more with that. Couldn't agree any more with that. Now coming back, obviously, to your move over to to Dubai. You didn't even know of like Benoush Gym, which is fucking like dope. And that's pretty much the only reason I'm going there on holiday for my 30th birthday is because I want to train there. That and the Cheesecake Factory. Um, yeah, they, 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 oh, and as well, when you're, when you're here, I'm going to have to show you the Sugar Factory. I'm actually finding like a, a four-stack burger. You've probably seen it on my stories, man. It is, it is like a heart attack in a bun. All right, mate. We need to put that in as a date. So that's a dinner date organized. Um, but yeah. Obviously, you'll move over to Dubai. What would you say... In terms of Dubai as a fitness scene, what do you think of the differences over there? Like in terms of like gyms, culturally, um, diet, you, you, in particular. It's it's a strange one, man. I, I try and explain Dubai to people, and I myself get taken back for words because it's such a forward place in terms of like you know like the gyms here are unbelievable. The quantity quantity of them isn't. Oh, yeah. um, you know what I mean. The the supplement shops here are brilliant, but they're very hard to find. So it's, it's a very open market at the moment for, for, for genuinely anyone in the fitness industry. Unfortunately, in Ireland and the UK, it's kind of a bit closed off. You know, it's kind of been capitalized on every protein um, bar is in every petrol station, you know? Yeah. Like that, like things that were once looked at as, whoa, like I remember when I was like younger and someone would be drinking a can of Monster and you're like, whoa, man, like, you know, that, that like you can't be doing that. It now, you know, uh, a can of monsters in every petrol station. Everyone, even people that don't gym, are now drinking them. Um, but then here, uh, people don't even know what monster is. I said to them, like, "Oh, do you have monster ultra here? You know, the sugar-free one." They're like, "What? That exists?" And they're like, "Yeah." Um, so, like, in terms of quality here, amazing. Quantity is poor. So that that, that is the best way I could explain it. So, if you invest here you're very likely to be successful because it's a very, it's very much a place that if you're seen to be working, it's very much rewarded. Um, so it's really, it's, it's really a place that can be capitalized on a lot over the next coming years in the fitness industry anyway. Um, because of the fact that like, even, even, uh, you know, it's like they only opened that new gym there like less than a year ago. So, like, one of the top gyms in Dubai now is now only open a year. I came here a year ago, no, sorry, two, a year and a half ago on holidays or whatever, which kind of initially made me fall in love with Dubai. And I remember looking for protein bars. I could not find a protein bar to save my life. <laughs> Nothing. There was absolutely, I would say, like a protein bar. They'd be showing me bags of protein. They'd be showing me chicken fillets. They could be showing you anything because they, it just wasn't like a concept, like such a, a normal thing in Ireland and the UK was now something that just wasn't, that wasn't here. But then I came back, literally moved over here a year later and every single petrol station, the Starbucks I'm currently in sells Irish protein bars. Phil, which is like an Irish protein bar brand are selling their protein bars here as well as like Barbell as well. Yeah. So like in the space of a year, things change so quick. So like, that's the best example I could give is last year I came, I came here on the, what? The, the 3rd of June last year. I moved here on the 11th of August this year. And in that time frame, they went from not knowing what a protein bar is to having them in every Starbucks, every petrol station and every shop. So that just shows once you find a niche and once you click with it, the ball really gets rolling here. Which again, like if you look back on like how, how long did it take for like, uh, I'm, I'm not sure now about the UK, but like Ireland, like 
it took a long, long time for the, the pro scene to kind of kick off. And again, it's just a simple example. But people were like, oh, you know, eating one of those will kill you. And you're just like, no, it will not. But it just, it took a lot longer to come in and to kind of be implemented into, like say, petrol stations and things like that, which are like, you know, like as in if something makes its way into a petrol station, it is pretty much there for everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that, that is the best way I could explain the boy is that like, they are very, very open to taking on new things. So like if you can bring something that you think is different, then 110%, you know, you could be in the UK or Ireland and there's 30 other people doing what you're doing. So you're not too much of a, a kind of a niche. You come over here and what in the UK and Ireland is a very, you know, simplistic idea. Over here, they're like, whoa, that's a brilliant idea, man. You're like, how come you haven't followed up on this? So like even like um, one of my buddies over here um, currently is investing pretty much in doing a like a like a food service where you know you give your macros and whatever yeah a meal prep company so like you give your macros and they'll bring your meals to you again like it is some like could you imagine at the moment trying to set one of those companies up in Ireland or the UK it is oh, such a saturated market yet here you're able to do it and. They, like I could nearly give you, I would say, a 70% chance of being successful if you, if you established yourself well and did everything correctly and had a good standard of quality. Um, I could nearly guarantee you that you see it here because it, it's very limited. There isn't many companies doing it. There is companies doing it here, which is not many. So if you can bring something that little bit different that another company isn't offering, then you can be so successful here. But like, whereas in, say, the UK, trying to set up a company, there's so many people that are absolutely smashing the market and you know, killing it at the top of the game, like how are you going to bring them back down? So all you can really do is bring your ideas, bring what you've learned from other companies, and then implement it into your own style, and then hopefully it works out for you. But like this is the place to do it because it is a very progressive place. Um, things catch on very quickly here, and like everything from like infrastructure to roads to the gyms is invested in. So you've got the best quality of everything. So like once you've got someone who's who's say in Venus and they've paid uh, uh, quite a large amount of money for their gym membership, they're then very invested in that and very committed to it. So like, what's the other half of your training, your, your nutrition. So you're then going to follow up into that. Um, so there, and then boom, there's your market, there's your meal prep company and there's your money. So it, it's as simple as that. It's, it's just following ideas that, that may be like kind of saturated in different countries. I'm bringing them here because they're very advanced in, in ways ahead of, say Ireland or the UK, but in other aspects, they still need to catch up. So like take advantage of that. Oh, 100% agree. My favorite thing about Dubai is like everything works perfectly like clockwork. Like some, one of my clients who's Middle Eastern from Jordan said to me before I went there, it was like Dubai is the best of the best. And I 100% agree with that in terms of like the gyms have the best equipment. The bloody toilets have got like the best hand cream. Like it's just random stuff is just incredibly good. And it just yeah, it, it it's like genuinely everything is just quality. And again, like like again, like what like I was saying, they don't have the best quantity here of things, but the quality is just ace. Like you can't you can't outdo it. Like um, even like I'm like I'm going home the in like two weeks or something like that, and I was talking to my brother about it, and I was like, I genuinely do not know what I'm going to do because everything here is so on the ball, and everything is so top-notch that the what is average here is so over the top in Ireland that when I'm looking at what the average is in Ireland I'm going to be like 
whoa, this, 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 like, I feel like when I go home is when I'm really going to notice the changes between the two places. 100%. That being said, is there anything you miss from home in Dubai other than family? Um, besides Monster Ultra, <laughs> no, there's a, there's, um, there is, it's, um, you know, it's strange to be the, the, like, what would you say? The foreigner in this instance, like, yeah. you know, it's kind of strange to be outside of your own culture. You know, you go home, you go on holidays or whatever, and you're very, you know, you stay in your resort, you go to all the holiday places and everyone there is from Ireland and England and wherever. And like, you know what I mean? Like we would like what were the chances that the two of us were going to meet? Where would we meet? The one gym in Marbella that's yeah, quite just, good, you know? So, so like, y- y- you meet in kind of places like that. So, do you really get the full experience? Not really. Um, but, yeah, like that, it's just the, there's, there's certain aspects of things that, like, you kind of get taken back by um, that you're like, whoa, this isn't like home. But then you have to remember, you know, you're, you're not at home. So, um, but man, it, it's, you know, like if, if I had to try and complain about something, I'd only be nitpicking because there genuinely is nothing like it, everything's brilliant. Every, like the, I'm yet to see like any form of like criminal activity. I'm yet to see anyone breaking any laws. I'm yet to see anyone like after a night out outside the clubs fighting or anything like everything is just run so well and people are like oh you know that's fear that's just fear they're, they're running the country off fear it's it's not it's if everyone's being respectful if you're if everyone's being respectful no one wants to be the unrespectful one you know like no one wants to be that one person who took it too far because as much as it might be normal in in a in a different country to do to do that here it's quite unacceptable so and again like it sounds again like i'm saying oh this is because i'm scared of it but it's just you become so respectful to the way things are run here and how efficient things are here that you're like, you know, I don't want to be the person to stop the clogs turning because it just runs so well and you get such a good in- environment, such a good experience out of everything that it's, that it's amazing. Like, you know, it's the one country that I've ever gone in my life where you don't need like to drink, you don't need anything and you'll have a brilliant night just because like everything is top notch. Like if I was in Ireland, you know, like you'd be like, oh, you know, I have to have like maybe a drink or two just to kind of get in the mood here. Every, like everything is just amazing. You go into a restaurant and like it's just full of like just a buzz. Even like that we go to the sugar factory every week for like our food. They'll come out. They like will, will come out. They'll shake your hand. They'll give you like you can just get the best experience out of it. And like when you're getting the best experience out of it, the last thing you want to do is, you know, be that person who messes it up. So it's it's a it's a, a very interesting place. And it's one of those places that like, where when you try and explain it, you're like, it, you end up going in circles because it's just so hard to kind of comprehend what it is without experiencing it. Um, but like that, and again, like, you know, there's so many kind of misconceptions about Dubai and how it's run and all these kind of things. But like, after living here, like I can prove all, like all those things are, you know, just people who are too scared to take the leap and kind of move to these countries, um, it's just, you know, them again, reinforcing that idea in their head. I don't need to go, you know, something bad might happen, but something bad might happen if you don't leave too. So, you know, you got to just, just commit, commit to an idea, commit to kind of what you think will make you happy and just go for it. Love that. Love that. To, to finish, sort of round out the podcast, let's finish on two, two picks from, tips from you, Craig. So one would be your best tip for getting lean and your best tip for building muscle. So best tip for getting lean is literally don't follow any 
silly, you know, super diets or anything like that. Just be consistent. Genuinely, do your cardio. Keep on your plan. Um, if you've got a coach and they tell you, you know, you're able to have your cheat meal, have your cheat meal. Just keep everything as consistent as you can. Um, it is the best advice I could ever give anyone. You know what? It, it's better to give. It's better to give ninety percent and have ten percent rest than to think you're giving a hundred percent and actually only give seventy percent. So, like that, just take your breaks. Keep things consistent. It's it's you know it's not a it's not a quick jog. It's a marathon. And that's the best way I can look at getting lean. Um, you just got to take it step by step. It won't come fast, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, just literally commit to something, commit to a plan, commit to, you know, if you're doing 20 minutes cardio a day, just make sure you tick the boxes and that is the best way to do it. 100%. And I went spinning the mat on the other hand, building muscle, what's your biggest tip? Uh, building muscle on the other hand is that bit more, in my opinion anyway, enjoyable. But like that again, just, just keep your head screwed on, you know, just because you think you need to eat 3000 calories doesn't mean you have to go eat six. You know, just because, you know, you're having one cheat meal a week, but you're bulking doesn't mean you go and eat four of them a week. You just, again, it, everything or like that I talked about, you know, my clients, it comes back to consistency. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? If, you're, if your calories are at a level where you're noticing you're putting on um, a nice bit of muscle, fat gain is quite minimal. Obviously, you can't avoid it. But like, if it's quite minimal, don't ruin a good thing. Um, just, just, again, commit to it. Commit to the structure you've put in play and the results will come. Again, building muscle takes time. If building muscle was easy, everyone would be walking around like the Hulk. But unfortunately, it takes time. It takes consistency. And it's just a matter, again, of just get that structure and just commit to it. You don't, like, you know what I mean? There's no superfood. There's no magic carbs. There's no, no, like, you know, eating a thousand grams of protein a day isn't going to do it for you. So just literally get consistent and just stick with it. And I can guarantee you the results. It's as simple as that. Love that, love that. I think, I think you must get the same. Like the most frustrating thing I get told from clients when they sign up is, I want to get big, but I don't get too big. It's like, trust me, dude. Like, I've been trying for years. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You're not like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, happen. Trust me, man. I, I tried that 100 rep challenge one day and my arms didn't, you know, become 36 inches. So it, it won't happen to you either. It, it's, it, it's a matter of, and again, like, you know, you'll have clients again, they're like, you know, I want to put on that bit of muscle, but I, I want to stay. Like, you know, I want to drop all my body fat at the same time and you're like you know you, you got to commit to one and you got to just stick with it and like that w- like if the if if what we were saying didn't work we wouldn't be sitting here having this call because we wouldn't have jobs as coaches but because of literally what we're actually talking about actually works that sense of consistency and structure in play really really makes a difference um that is why we have our jobs and that's why the clients that we have are successful just because of those two simple things structure and consistency that's the key to success in all of life. Now, to wrap things up, Craig, how can anyone get in touch with you following your social media platforms? You also need to start yeah, your, own, your own podcast. So, yeah, I, I've got that a few times now that I need to start a podcast. So it is something that I've kind of had in the works, but it's just a, a matter of committing to it. Like that, I'm going to have to you know, take, take action. Take, yeah, exactly. Take my own advice and just go do it. Um, so like that's the best way to um, like to kind of stay in touch with me or to contact me is either to email me at craigjfitness at hotmail.com or else to follow me on Instagram at craigjosullivan. Um, and if you have any questions, anything at all, just pop me a message and I'll be more than happy to help you. Awesome. Awesome. Absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast, my man. And when in Dubai are you going back to Ireland? Because I'm heading out there 
if anyone else is around and wants to train and get uh, destroyed uh, in December. So I think I've, my birthday is 18th of December, so I'm out there for a week around then. Oh, man, we're, that means we're really going to miss each other. I fly home the 11th. Oh, God, the same with Darren as well. Everyone I know Dubai's Yeah, exactly. That, that's, that's the thing. Every, like you literally picked, it is the one week that your birthday's fallen that we're all, we're all, we're all leaving. And like that all, look, it just means you're going to have to book another trip. It's as simple as that. <laughs> Mate, you got a spare room, I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'll start a collection of Venus. I'll be like the Move Charlie to Dubai fund. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you might get some donations. I've got a few clients to train there, so you might get some donations. <laughs> oh, ex- exactly. Like, and anyone that is based out in Dubai or holidays in Dubai or whatever, ever looking to hit up a session, I'm always looking for new people to train with. So literally, that's literally how me and Charlie got in contact. So yeah. literally pop me a message and I'll be delighted to train with anyone. Awesome, man. Absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast and we shall Sweet, my man. Cheers. Sweet.